Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nancy Lamb. Nancy is a project executive for MySIM. Morning, Nancy. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Do you just want to give everyone a quick intro of of who you are and and what you do? Yeah, so uh, I'm Nancy Lamb. I'm project exec for MySIM. Um, My role is sort of varied. Um, I do wear a separate in-house legal hat for my sim as well as um, obviously my project role. Um, And I do various project management tasks um, for data centre roles, um, varying from on hand, getting, you know, into the detail on site with with the contractors to more high level commercial contract um, work as well. Excellent. Um, you briefly touched on it there. One, one reason why I, I really wanted to sort of get you on was your background. I think it's, I've not come across anybody that has a background like yourself. So can you kind of briefly outline how you go from being a solicitor to a project executive on a £50 million data centre project? <laughs> um, it's, quite a long, it's quite a long answer, I expect. But it, do you know what? It's not actually, it's quite short. Um, I, 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 um, I somehow went from a specialist to a master of absolutely nothing um, and a jack of absolutely everything. Um, I started life as a construction solicitor. I qualified during the uh, sort of 08-09 recession, which was quite a tough time to cut the teeth. Um, I qualified into an international law firm, into um, their London practice, moved back to Manchester shortly afterwards because that's where my now husband was and, and our life was. Um, stayed within construction um, at a law firm and then work really wasn't sort of picking up and there were lots of things about being a construction solicitor that you just didn't know about construction you know what does a QS do like well how do I know if that's happened on site so I thought you know what, I'm going to get out and get some in-house experience so I moved to a a sort of life safety international life safety firm which was great. That was very much a quasi legal commercial role, um, but gave me an insight into um, actual the life of a project, what goes on on site. Um, great experience working at a, a global organisation, um, but that came with its challenges. And then an opportunity came up at a really local, small, um, what started as data cabling company had grown into data centres. Um, opportunity through a personal connection really um, so I completely changed tack and went in as their sort of in-house legal contract manager um, at a much smaller uh, owner owner managed business and that's how I got into data centers um, yeah. and that was uh, seven years ago um, so it's been quite a short it's been quite a short run really so I did five years um, five years there and I started off as an in-house sort of legal contracts manager, got involved just more on the operational project side because it was such a small firm. We didn't necessarily have a breadth of people. Um, I am one of those people that if you chuck a problem at me, I will generally try and solve it. Do what um, you can, yeah. Do all it. I can to solve it and drive and was quite happy to put my boots on, get on site, get in with the lads, lead them. Um, and that's how I got more into the project management side. Um, went away, had my little boy, came back, 
um, and then went back to a more operational role uh, immediately when I came back to finish off a specific project that was a big challenge to get PC. Um, and while I was doing that, I met the guys from MySim. They were the project managers for the client. And I finished that role and they sort of said, well, what are you doing next? Do you want to come and work for us? Um, and then I just rolled into, into yeah. where I am now at this 50 million pound. Yeah. And, then, and here I am. <laughs> and here I am. Um, yeah. So it's been, it hasn't, you know, it's been a, it's been a varied role um, to get in here, but it's actually probably been quite quick, really. There's been a, very, you know, a few, only a few steps. Um, and now we're sort of doing this, this, this big project and we're tendering lots of other project management um, roles, client side. Um, and I'm, I'm involved in all of that and I'm starting to sort of build a little team um, around me. The great thing is that all the Mycin guys are um, very experienced so that the team I'm gathering around me, I'm the least experienced. So I have a pool of really, um, really experienced yeah. and talented people to call on, which is great. Yeah, but I'm sure your, your legal background, uh, they call on that quite regularly as well, I'm sure. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's just in the back of my mind. I, I, the, the most common thing I seem to say is, uh, excuse me, where, where in the contract does it say that? And, and yeah. people go, and they bluster it, and then you get it out, and they go, oh, it doesn't say that at all. And, and you've just watched them tell a room full of people that that is categorically <laughs> um, what it says. And, and um, that, 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 for me, in the industry, is one thing that I do see again and again and again and again, is that people, um, various roles around the project table say these really bold statements about what the contract says and whose responsibility something is. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not always convinced that um, people have got into the, into the small print and, um, and actually yeah. understood that. Get down to the nitty gritty. And yeah, get down, bef yeah. Before you make such a statement, <laughs> especially, yes. especially when there's a trained solicitor in the room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't generally shout that from the, from the rooftops. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think it does more... Um, Initially, I think people could be quite scared um, yeah, by sure. that. So, uh, yeah, I, and I have to be quite careful because I'm not always wearing a, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm generally there as a as a as a project manager, and, and my background is just happens to be what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's that's where, that's how you ended up where you are. Yeah, exactly. A few things you you kind of touched on there. One one. So construction was that something you were ever interested in going into, or was it just the that was the opportunity that you took when you finished your training? Um, well, I trained at um, Pinson Masons. So, um, and very, quite soon after they'd become Pinson's and, and uh, 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 Masons and Pinson and Masons had joined together, as it were. Um, and obviously Masons came with such a strong um, construction background. Um, yeah. And I did, I did two construction seats. And I think I, I very much... Um, I, was a, I am still a bit of a sad person. I do quite like contract mechanisms and how they work and how they all work together and, and what that means and how the risk is transferred and, and where it's at. Um, then the dispute side, because you've got adjudication, you don't get stuck in such, you know, always in really long-winded litigation, which was something that um, I, quite, um, I, quite, I quite liked. So construction was where I, I ended up. I think, it, you know, my background, my family background, loosely, um, you know, had always been construction and engineering on my, or my dad, my grandparents, that sort of thing. So it was right, kind okay. of always something that was, I was around as it were. Um, yeah. But from a legal perspective, no, I thought if the recession hadn't happened, I would have qualified into banking, I think, because that had been a seat that I'd absolutely 
I'd really, really enjoyed. But obviously, in a recession, there were no seats in banking. Yeah. Um, exactly. So construction was where I ended up. And I'd, I'd done six months in Dubai, um, which was it, it, during like March 08, uh, September 08 to March 09, during the crash, which was just probably yeah. you know the biggest learning curve I've ever had. Um, but yeah, that that's really where I sort of cut my construction teeth and and um, yeah, you know, I'm a sad person that quite enjoys reading construction contracts. <laughs> I feel like I should send you some of my recruitment contracts that I get from my clients. <laughs> but yes, it's my worst nightmare. Um, but no, it's just quite interesting. I'm always quite interested to see how people actually get into the sectors, you know, how they how the decision was made. Because I think most of us fall into careers or fall into sectors within careers. So it's always interesting to see what, why you made the decision or why the decision was made for you. Yeah, it was never, I never sort of said, I definitely want to work in construction and I definitely yeah. want to work in data centers. They were things that, lots of things happened at the same time that influenced the decision that that made the best, that, you know, that was the best choice to choice to make at the time. Yeah, and the, and the data center point you made is quite interesting as well of how you, you've progressed quite quickly. I don't, that's quite common in data centers because of the the nature of the industry is rapidly expanding. And one point I try and get across to to candidates that want to work in it is it does give you the opportunity to grow your career quicker than some other sectors. Yeah, I think so. And I think as well, if you've got, um, if you can fit in, it's quite a, it's quite a niche data centers and, and it's quite um, the speed of data centers and, and some of the, the, the issues around it. If, if you could get on board with that and, and you understand that, you know, not everybody can. So actually, if you are one of those people, you, you do tend to progress quite quickly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I see it a lot. I see, you know, a lot of people are moving very, very quickly. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a good intro, career to get into if, you, if you, that's what you're looking for, if you want to fast track yeah. your career. And that's something I regularly tell people. From a um, sort of one, one point I wanted to sort of touch on was obviously how the how the legal background do you think benefits you in your role is it do you think the industry could do with more people from your background um well i think look, there's a few things it it does actually i think my training contracts like i remember well and my early career as a lawyer you know you would regularly work you know 16 18 hour days and having that drive and that push and and being able to actually keep going as it were I found that actually that's come into play quite a lot on data center jobs especially from a project management point of view where you you know you've just had to grit your teeth get in there and, and keep you know keep pushing and and drive jobs over over the line so from a hands-on project management perspective I found that quite um you know, quite useful um, I think I'll just having that ability to understand risk and to see not necessarily, you know, the contract risk, you can see the problems coming down the road a little bit quicker. Um, and also you can see quite a lot of assumptions that people are making or maybe not make, not the clarity that maybe there should be on things like scope and time and price. And, you know, commercial people are fantastic at, at doing deals, but sometimes yeah. they're not always that great at expressing the detail in, in the correct manner and actually being able to pick up on that early and just sort of say, right, okay, can we just dig, earlier um before they become before they become a problem um yeah. and also just your negotiation training i think i probably approach things slightly differently to most of my male colleagues i'm 
I'm less likely to sort of bang the table and and more likely to um, think of other ways to resolve situations, get people around the table. But I think I was quite fortunate having worked at very good practices. You get quite a lot of training as a trainee and in your early career in terms of negotiation, how to deal with people, influencing um, and that sort of thing. So all of those things have, um, have stood me in good stead really. Yeah, no, I definitely, I can definitely see the value, I think, and I can understand, if I was talking to a client, I can definitely understand why they would appreciate someone with your with your skills. Uh, another another point you touched on was obviously the diversity side of it, which is something I wanted to talk to you about. We, I'm working with a client at the moment that's having a really big drive on trying to increase the females in their data centre team, and I am fully aware how few there are in the industry, so... I just wondered if you had any any ideas on what what the industry can do to to attract more women. Um, I think it's if, if it's anything. Dif- <laughs> well, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because I think traditionally project management roles uh, like mine require you know you, they're never going to be on your doorstep, so they always require an element of travel. Yeah. Um, and that you know I am a mum. Um. And that's huge. You know, it, it, you have to really weigh that up and whether that's something that you want to commit to, you can commit to. Um, that's one point, think- one point I sort of thought, picked up on was obviously with COVID and, and everything that goes around with it and the increase in flexibility, surely that's hopefully going to be a benefit to, for that exact situation. You know, the fact that clients will now be a lot more appreciative and accepting of people working from home you might not have to go and visit a specific project that you could have done. That, that Hopefully, that will increase that. I think it will increase. I mean, it will increase your awareness of what you can do at home. Yeah. But I think there are certain roles, and project management is one of those, that you cannot do well without being present yeah. for a, at least a certain amount of time. Um, and, I, and I think that's, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in that, which is, you know, I, I make quite a lot of, effort to physically be in Dagenham when I live in Manchester um, yeah. and that takes a lot which of commitment is, as yeah. a family which is not which is not just up the road it's not, not it's not just up the road no um but um it I think that yes it will it has made people acutely aware of what you can do at home but I do think that there will always be an element of travel required in a project management role um and I think generally I think we've just got to get more we've got to get more diversity at an early stage you know yeah, 100%. all genders all everybody doing a variety of, of studies at school in maths in science in construction in build and once you start to get that that diversity at a you know at an educational level it will start to to flow through because i, I do hope that as younger generations come through i would hope that other females don't necessarily face the same challenges that i have because people's mindsets are, are, de- are generally improving and, and are different um, but be under no illusion. It's an intimidating place to be sat as a single female around a table of 30 blokes. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all got far more experience than you and are quite happy to, you know, to, to speak quite loudly. And it takes time to, um, to, to bring yourself into that and to, to show what you can do so that actually, you know, people's perceptions of, of what you do and what you're there to do change. Um, but I do think it's got to start at a much younger a much younger age and getting girls interested in science and maths and in construction. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, for me, it was coming out, I struggled as a lawyer that I had no real, um, 
and I had like I had an output in terms of a contract or you know a dispute but like you didn't make anything if that made sense whereas getting yeah. into construction you go yeah do you know what I was part of the team that made that that built that that made there that is happen a, yeah there is a product at the end there's a product you're, you're a part of it but there is a you know you can look at yeah. it and say I was involved in that no definitely yeah and I think girls and and well, it's not, I don't think it's just a gender thing, but uh, diversity in terms of, of backgrounds as well. Um, shaking off that image, you know, of what construction used to be like and, and actually getting people to sites and to see that actually they're a much more professional place compared yeah. to where they were 5, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and actually you see a lot more diversity, I think, on the professional side in terms of the design teams, BIM teams. I think there's quite a lot of, um, of, of females that I find on the BIM in the world um, yeah, yeah so there I is definitely more yeah on the design side totally agree. on the design side but i think it's getting people it's it's showing people actually working in hands-on construction and in data centers um you know it, it, it's not as scary a place or as a dirty or unprofessional it's not glamorous but some of us like that um you know no, um definitely so, yeah, I totally, yeah. To be done. yeah i totally agree it's a big marketing piece and i'm i'm massively on side with your view of getting the getting the message out to much younger generations you know i was say i was saying to somebody the other day you, all these kids that are playing on their playstations xboxes whatever they're called these days i don't know no i was never any good at them and i still don't understand <laughs> they, yeah, it's all linked to data centers it's all yeah, every, yeah all their phones are linked to data centers but do they know you know they're not going to just know this we need to get out there and we need to share the message, which is, like I've said on a few of these, this is one of the reasons why I did this. I thought if one person listens to it, learns a bit about the industry and thinks, actually, I'd be quite interested in going into it, then, you know, we've won, we've got one more person in the sector. So. Yeah, and I think that's quite important as well from the construction side. Like, a lot of the younger generation are much more used to viewing things digitally and understanding yeah. a digital world. And actually, for construction the digital future getting away from 2D drawings and really going into BIM, um, you know, there's so much new technology out there that actually if you can get them engaged from their computers into that, it's not a huge jump. No, um, exactly. And it's like so, the, use of, yeah. the use of drones is one I always say. You know, yeah. like they, use, they use drones a lot in construction, but who tells anybody that? Who knows that? Unless you talk to a client or you see a video, nobody tells anybody. And that would be really interesting to a teenager that is into drones. Yeah. And I'm sure they're out there. Oh, God, they must be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I read something recently as well that said about, you know, one way to kind of increase diversity was to get more diverse people into more senior roles in, in yeah. the data centre because it's a very, very male-dominated you know, position at CEO or exec or whatever. I think the more diversity you get at a senior level um, in, in, all, in, in all spheres – you are just going to see such a change in, in culture, uh, which will then just make it more, uh, not only will people, go, you know, other females see senior leaders um, as women and say, yeah, I can achieve that. That is possible. I can be a mum and I can be a, a senior exec. I, I can make that happen. But it will also change the culture of organisations because you, you need that balance and you need that, that vision because, you know, women i find i i definitely operate slightly differently to my to my male colleagues and sometimes it's better it's it, it's you know it's more useful and other times it isn't but i do think we need to start to see more of a more of a balance to evolve as a as a as a sector yeah it's funny because you see it in, in sport don't you, you know, like someone made it from the 
the rough streets of Dagenham and they're now a, a footballer or, or an F1 driver or whatever it may be. But again, in, in construction or engineering, nobody really shouts about how they got there, what they had to go through to get there, what their background was and why they chose it. It's just getting mess. I, I, I'm massively into the point that if you get the message out there, somebody will will listen to it. Um, but we don't, as an industry, I just don't think it's it's actually that very good at getting the message across about what they do, how you work in it, the opportunities within it. It, it's not just the product at the end of it. I think is is a, is a huge thing that we need to shout about. But it's actually shouting about all the. There's not many other sectors where you bring together all of those different disciplines. And you make that piece, all of the jigsaw fit together. Um, and, yeah. you know, that it's, it's tremendous when you think about the man hours and the number of people that are actually involved in a project to come to the top of that pyramid and have that building at the top of it. Um, you know, and then from a data centre perspective, it then carries on, doesn't it? Because you, you build the building, you fit it out, then you do your sweep touch. You've got to think about all your ICT and then you've got all of the really clever stuff that goes inside the servers once it's up and running. Um, so it's, it's a phenomenally long process from inception to true completion when it's full and all of those servers are buzzing and, and, and everything's yeah. working. Um, and I think that, you know, that's, it's a huge cycle and people need to understand it's a really, it's not just bricks and mortar, it's not just people doing a physical trade, that's a small part of it. There is a hell of a lot of intelligence and knowledge and know-how and, and, and leadership and bringing together that comes in that comes into this industry and I think maybe we need to to shout more like you say about all of that yeah um, exactly I think and, I do I think now date this is you know data center has got a massive opportunity right now and I think it it needs to seize it it needs to really act on advances in digitization you know, the demand etc it needs to take this opportunity right now if you were sat here in two years having this conversation which maybe we will be, I, we could be saying the same thing or, you know, the, the shortages could be greater if we don't act now. But if we start moving now, at least in two, three, four years, the, the next generation of, of staff will be coming into the sector, whether it's engineers or finance or HR, it doesn't really matter what, but just get people into the sector. Yeah, completely, completely. Because it, it, this sector is not going to get any smaller. Um, no, you know, exactly. Uh, and I, mean, I think and you just need to... You need to seize opportunities, don't you? We all say it in our own careers, you know, take the opportunity. But data centre has never been more in the news. It's never been more important. And not. And I think, you know, even I say to you, even my mum knows what a data centre is. It's probably because I bore her talking about it. But <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody now has a, not everybody, but the majority of people have an understanding of what data is, where data yeah. goes and how it works. If you went back 12 months, it would be probably a 25% less people at that point. I don't know the stats, but just take this opportunity right now is really important. Yeah, completely. While it's in people's, it's, it's at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. Um, there's one question I, I ask before, um, before I let you go and, and get on with finishing your project. <laughs> I just <laughs> ask everybody this question just to see their, um, their views, really. So, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the data centre sector, what, what would it be? I'd get, be brave, be bold. Don't, don't be, you know, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear, somebody once said to me. Um, like uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just you're going to get knocks. You're going to, you know, you just got, if you see an opportunity, you think, you know what, I could do that, I want to try it. Give it a go because that might not be the complete fit, 
but it will it'll open your eyes to what is the complete fit and you'll just have a little shimmy around and a move around the industry in different roles and you'll find out where your sweet spot is and where you're in your flow and and that'll be the start of it for you yeah and i think that's a really important point actually the fact that you can enter it as a electrical engineer and you could end up as a project director or you could end up as a technical manager there's so many different opportunities within it one of one of the people i i interviewed for this was a marketing background they're now a ceo of a data center organization you've come from a legal background you're now a project executive don't see that very often in many industries really really don't most no most people in construction come from a yeah, if they're a project manager, they're either a carpentry background or, you know, I think data sense is a lot more dynamic than it, it probably says. Yeah, and I think because you've got that skill shortage, people aren't, people aren't scared of putting, of taking a chance on people. You know, they're not, then if you're in a more established um, industry, maybe, they look for a set path, whereas it's a yeah. relatively new industry. We need certain skills and actually the skill is more important than how that CV came from, you know, what their, their background is. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's part of it, that people are quite open to, to looking at, you know, which box do they actually fit in? It might not be the most traditional path, but have they got the skills X and Y? Yes, right, well, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, is, it is definitely an industry that's open to fresh ideas as well. Most people I speak to that are of a senior level are, are all saying they need, we need younger people to come in with new ideas. We want new oh, ideas. Yeah. And again, you don't, although it seems to me pretty obvious, you don't hear that in a lot of other industries that I've, worked, I've recruited for at a high level. They don't, they're not talking about new ideas. They're just talking about people coming in to do the same role that somebody else did. <laughs> they now need to fill it with somebody else. No, I, completely. And, you know, there's so much that can be enhanced and improved in data centres from the speed of the build, really looking at modularization. you know, green technologies, because they are... Um, you know, quite um, electrical, water heavy, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, and I think all of that is stuff that, that uh, well, necessity is the mother of all invention, isn't it? So, you know, when we, when we need to focus on those things, we're going to. And actually somebody coming in with an out-of-the-box idea is, is probably going to be far better than somebody who's sat looking at the same thing for 20 years and gone blind to it. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, no, exactly. And data sense is an easy industry for the design to kind of lose track of the actual building you know what, what it looks like it's historically they've all been quite similar and I think now yeah. they're becoming more dynamic and you, you see a lot more you know it, really nice buildings to look at visually appealing buildings which is only going to help as well from that perspective yeah. and make them look like somewhere you want to work yeah exactly which yeah. helps when you're trying to attract people yeah. yeah okay well thanks for your time so I think it's been really really interesting some great points there on um, on the industry and obviously in your career as well so i really appreciate it um and obviously we'll we'll speak again soon thanks very much see you later Have a good day cheers nancy thanks thanks